Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. Indian origin Kenyan who was trained to become a banker and found no job in Kenya on his return from his studies in London. The only and the best way forward, he thought, was to start a company that provided logistic services, logistic by air, because East Africa, the region he lived, had poor road and rail infrastructure. From what he started in 1999 with some old Russian aircraft moving cargo, today, Astral Aviation is a formidable name in global air cargo industry, and it has the unique position of Africa's only all cargo carrier and a very successful one. My guest today is that Indian origin banker turned businessman, Sanjeev Gaudia, founder and CEO of Astral Aviation. Sanjeev, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Thank you, Reggie, and it's such a pleasure and honor for me to be with you in your Mastermind series. Sanjeev, first thing first, uh, you have added your first uh, Boeing 767 freighter to your fleet. Uh, uh, is this the beginning of a new partnership with ATSG, your lesser? And do you intend to add more wide-body freighters uh, to your fleet this year as the demand for cargo charters is on the rise? Indeed, uh, Reggie, it's, it's uh, the beginning of a great new partnership with ATSG, which, by the way, uh, has just uh, uh, released uh, the first 767-200 freighter to Astral Aviation. And the amazing thing, Reggie, is that the negotiations for these aircraft started at Air Cargo India and carried on at Air Cargo Africa. So I'm very grateful to Stat Media Times for actually uh, convening this event, which brought ATSG and Astral Aviation together. And uh, ATSG is, is one of the largest uh, leasing companies in the world with the largest fleet of the Boeing 767. Uh, dash 300 and the 200. So it's been a real uh, pleasure and honor for us to sign up with them. And this is the first ATSG aircraft in uh, Africa. And we're also negotiating with ATSG for additional aircrafts, especially the 767. But because of the shortage of the 767s uh, in 2021, we're also negotiating with them to acquire a fleet of Boeing 757 aircrafts. Sajib, have you deployed this aircraft uh, into commercial service already? And uh, if yes, uh, what trade lines or routes uh, will this aircraft be deployed uh, for optimal use? The, the aircraft is going to start uh, uh, operating commercially on the 31st of January uh, because we are actually clearing some civil aviation formalities. And I'm very happy to inform you that uh, we are going to be operating a combination of scheduled and charter flights. Uh, so when I talk about the scheduled flights, we're going to be operating two flights a week from Nairobi to our new hub in Sharjah, which will take care of the UAE region. And we're also going to be flying from Nairobi to Johannesburg in South Africa. And, and uh, in addition to that, we are also going to be having sufficient capacity for the transportation of vaccines from India to Africa. Uh, Sanjeev, with the, with the addition of the, the new aircraft, uh, uh, it's a wide body. Have you increased your, uh, uh, the number of interline partners and uh, freight forwarders? Absolutely. And, and uh, what we have done is that we have enhanced our cooperation with the national carrier, Kenya Airways, in addition to KLM and Ethiopian Airlines. But what is very exciting, Reggie, is that we've just 
entered into cooperation discussions with SpiceJet uh, from India. And in addition to that, uh, we've also, in a very short period of time, uh, uh, entered into very detailed uh, discussions with Spice uh, with SpiceJet in addition to the Airbridge Cargo, Cathay Pacific, Air Tanzania, FedEx, and TAP Portugal. So the last uh, two months have been very, very busy because in anticipation for the arrival of the 767, it was very important to expand our interline partnerships. And we are very, very grateful that we are the only airline in Africa with the highest number of interline partnerships because we believe uh, in the spirit of cooperation. And we believe that uh, the airline to airline partnership is very important for the growth of the Nairobi hub and for the growth of Africa as a continent. You know, Sanjeev, for the benefit of our audience and the listeners and the viewers, uh, give us a sense of the, the current mix of your fleet. Yes, uh, so uh, Richard, we have a fleet of 14 freighters in our fleet in Kenya. And then uh, starting from the baby freighter, which is a Fokker 27 with a payload of six tons, which is followed by the Fokker 50 with a payload of seven tons. And then we've recently acquired the BAE ATP aircraft, which are going live in April. They can be able to carry 8.2 tons. So this is our family of turboprops. And then in the jets, we've got the DC-9, which is an aircraft which I personally love very much. It's been with us for the last 12 years, ever since we got uh, uh, rid of the Antonovs. And in addition to that, we have three Boeing 727 freighters. And now we've got the addition of the Boeing 767. And finally, two Boeing 747s. Uh, so when you look at our fleet composition, it's very diverse. And I really believe that we are the only airline in Africa which has got such a diverse fleet. And don't forget, Reggie, we're also adding the Flyox cargo drone as a part of our fleet. So what, what we really believe is that fleet diversity is very important uh, for a successful freighter network in Africa. And this is something that we've always uh, found it very, very useful. And it's a part of our value proposition. With such uh, diversity in, the, in, in, in your fleet, uh, how would you want to scale your network and business within Africa to tap into the intra-Africa trade in the context of uh, in the context of increasing liberalisation of the uh, of the sky among African countries, you have uh, the SATAM and other trade liberalisation that happens within Africa. How would you want to scale your operation to kind of really uh, cash in in what is happening in the African continent? Now, what is very interesting about Africa is that it is not one country; it's it's one continent and it comprises of 54 countries. Each country is very different in its uh, terms of supply and demand, and also in terms of its uh, airport infrastructure, in terms of uh, the, the uh, exports as well of, uh, of air freight cargo. So what we believe is that having a diverse fleet allows us to tap into smaller uh, secondary airports, which were previously inaccessible. And what we really believe is that Africa comprises of uh, fantastic airports, but uh, the, the, the uh, great population of Africa live in rural uh, regions. So what we really believe is to look at the secondary airports and we really believe that our fleet composition allows us to go into smaller airports in addition to also keeping our presence in the larger airports. So when you look at the Fokker, the, the Fokker 27 and the Fokker 50, the ATP, these allow us to reach very remote locations within East Africa. And then when you look at the DC-9 and the 727, which are our perfect feeder aircrafts, which can actually fly up to four hours of range. So what we really believe is that we should not be uh, in a position where we cannot reach uh, certain regions because of the limitations in aircraft. What we really believe is that for us to be successful in Africa, we do not need to have any limitations at all. 
And we are very, very happy that our fleet is very diverse. And with that diversity, we're able to reach locations which were previously underserved. Sajiv, now let's come to uh, 2020. How did you close uh, the year 2020? What kind of jump uh, that you saw in revenues month over month uh, through a very, uh, I don't know, you can you can use whatever the adjectives for uh, 2020, but how did it turn out to be for, uh, for astral aviation? It turned out to be a very great year in 2020 because uh, first of all, it, it was a very special year because it was the 20th anniversary of Astral Aviation, which happened in the midst of the biggest aviation crisis in history. And, and uh, when we looked at the first three months of uh, 2020, we were really worried that the outlook was very bleak. But starting from the second quarter onwards, we, we started uh, getting very, very busy. And we were very fortunate that a lot of the airports that we were flying to were able to receive cargo flights. And our hub in Nairobi, which is one of the most dynamic hub, hubs in, uh, in Africa, uh, was open for cargo flights. And despite the fact that 80% of Africa was close to passenger flights, we were actually still able to operate uh, our, our freighter flights. And we were also able to manage the crew quarantine restrictions. So what we felt was that in the period of 2020, we, we developed a very resilient strategy. We actually made sure that uh, all our aircrafts were able to fly to any part of Africa. And we were very fortunate that we transported PPEs, ventilators, and all types of COVID uh, items to 42 countries in Africa, which is something we've never done before. And at the same time also, despite the challenges that we actually had, we had the full support of our crew and uh, of, of, of the team in Astral, which was actually working from the office, by the way, while the rest of the world was working from home. And I really believe that it was a great uh, experience and I really felt privileged that during the times of difficulty, we were still able to provide uh, our A-Fred solutions, whether it was transporting perishables on our 747 uh, from Nairobi to London, or whether it was uh, transporting PPEs from uh, Nairobi to Kinshasa, for example, we were actually uh, quite happy that our doors were open and they were not closed for even one moment. So in terms of uh, revenue, uh, we had a two-fold increase in revenue during the period of 2019 to 2020. In terms of flights, uh, we performed 4,422 flights in 2020, and we transported in excess of 110,000 tons of cargo to and within Africa. So it was a great year, and uh, it was really something that uh, we felt very great that we did not have to lay off any staff. Uh, we, don't, we did not have to park any aircrafts, and, and we really believe that uh, the lessons that we've learned in 2020, we will apply it in 2021 as well. So you will certainly will repeat the performance of 2020 in 2021, or even it could even be much better. Absolutely. Uh, Sanjeev, the biggest uh, product uh, of the century, I must say, is the COVID vaccines. Uh, the whole world is looking for uh, COVID vaccine distribution, and particularly the African continent. Uh, uh, Astro has a very significant experience in working with um, uh, multinational global NGOs and agencies and intergovernmental um, organization in the immunization and aid programs. Uh, you actually started with uh, working with the WFP in 1999. Uh, how seriously are you looking at this portion of the business uh, in the coming months uh, or the coming years? Uh, very serious. Uh, and, and I believe that the transportation of vaccines is something which is a very high priority. 
and it takes uh, precedence over any other schedule or charter flights that we will be operating because of the human factor. But what we also believe is that the existing business should still not suffer. We should still continue to operate our existing schedules. But what we have done with uh, very careful planning is to actually make sure that we have special capacity available for our vaccine uh, uh, flights. And we do not believe in giving availabilities for two weeks or three weeks. We need to make sure that within the time of the request, we can actually be able to avail an aircraft within three to four days. And that's something which is uh, something we're very proud of because we've been able to participate in every major uh, immunization project in Africa. We've transported cholera vaccines to as far as Yemen. We've participated in polio vaccination programs in different parts of Africa, including the dreaded Ebola outbreak, which actually hit uh, the DRC and also in West Africa, we participated in that. So we've learned a lot of uh, experiences uh, in the transportation of vaccines. We've got specialized personnel, we've got specialized equipment. And, and I really believe that as long as your fleet and your network is resilient enough uh, to be able to transport vaccines, then really you will not have any problems at all in 2021. And we are ready and we are very, really honored that we will be transporting vaccines, uh, not only from India to Africa, but also from uh, Europe and also from other parts of the world into Africa. Uh, do you have any partnership signed with any of these agencies already or in the process of being signed? Because we still do not know which vac vaccines will get transported or would be distributed into the African continent. Yes, uh, starting from November last year, we've already been approached by various organizations uh, for, the, for transportation proposals for the vaccines, especially from India to Africa, because this is a part of the uh, COVAX accelerator program where... Uh, 20% of Africa's population will receive vaccines from India, from a Serum Institute. And, and we have already been in discussions with uh, the organizations which are responsible for the uh, transportation of the Covishield vaccine, which is uh, made in, in Pune. And uh, what is amazing, Reggie, is that our 767 can also land and take off from Pune Airport. So that's one of the reasons why we believe that the 767 is very versatile. It can actually be able to do point-to-point -point and hub and spoke. So what we've already done is we've already engaged into very detailed discussions and proposals for the Covishield vaccine. Uh, we've also been approached uh, to transport the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, despite all the temperature uh, uh, requirements, uh, we're very confident that we'll be able to transport the Pfizer vaccine to and within Africa. And also we've also had some discussions for the transportation of the Chinese vaccine into Africa. So we've really uh, been very busy uh, in, in, uh, in uh, submitting uh, proposals and having discussions. But we believe that the transportation of the vaccines will only start at the end of February onwards. And, and we still uh, feel that we've got enough time uh, to prepare ourselves for the big rush. And uh, once it starts, there's just no stopping back. You know, um, uh, Sanjeev, uh, uh, with the passenger aviation still to return back to what it used to be in the pre-COVID, and we don't expect that to come back again, I, I don't think in the next uh, 12 to 18 months, uh, uh, so the belly capacity is still going to be constrained. So the cargo demand, uh, every demand is going to be on the rise. And you have the peak season and uh, it's not just a COVID vaccine. You have uh, a serious business in the perishable sector and you have the Valentine's Day coming and the other important location where you have the flower transport from Kenya. Um, how, do you, how would you intend to deploy your assets uh, to optimum use in the peak season ahead of ahead with perishable perishable export beyond the vaccines. 
uh, that's a very good question. Uh, there's there's a lot of pre-planning which is actually involved in the transportation of perishables. Uh, and, and, and really the discussions start many, many months before planning for the Valentine's uh, period. So we have, we are fully uh, organized. Uh, we've got our uh, capacity and our planning team, which has already planned out all the flights uh, for the pe period from the 28th of January to the 10th of February, which is when we're experiencing the peak in the flower exports into Europe. But what we also believe is that in addition to the flights that we're doing, we've also got our existing flights that we're doing within Africa. And, and what we have actually done is that we've always made sure that uh, there is a high priority for uh, vaccines, for aid and relief, and also for perishables. And as far as general cargo is concerned, we still have sufficient freighter aircrafts which are able to move the, 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 the cargo, which is less urgent. But what is also very interesting is that we also believe in capacity outsourcing. And what I mean by that is that if for any reason we are really busy and uh, we are fully committed, we've also got the opportunity of using uh, outsourced aircrafts, which we take on short-term lease agreements from our partners so that we can actually be able to bridge any uh, capacity shortfall during the busy period. So uh, we are we are at, at the moment uh, facing a very uh, busy period ahead of us because of Valentine's, but we are fully prepared and uh, we are ready to meet the demand for the flowers into 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 Europe. Uh, it's really a, a very uh, difficult time at the moment, and flowers would actually bring uh, happiness uh, to the people who are going through the pandemic. And it's something that we're really excited and looking forward to operating a, a large number of flights uh, during the Valentine's period, both into the UK and also into the uh, into the Dutch uh, market. Sanjeev, freight rates have been a, a kind of uh, an important topic of discussion in all through 2020, and um, it, the rates have actually gone through the roof during the initial periods of lockdown, both in terms of uh, your scheduled and your non-scheduled uh, cargo charters. Uh, do you expect the freight rate to stabilize in 2021 or will it be a year again of volatility as, as the way it was in 2020? Yeah, 2020 was a crazy year for price volatility and I think it was caused by the, the largest drop in the world fuel prices where we saw the US, where we saw the barrel going as low as $17. And then it's, it, it, it stabilized at the region of 40. Now, when you look at 2021, and with all the, uh, uh, the initiatives that are taking place, we believe that the fuel prices are actually going to the, to the level of the $50 mark, which is where they are right now. So we're expecting some level of volatility, not, not as bad as 2020, but we, we still expect that the first quarter of 2021 will be volatile. But what we really believe is that as, as uh, economic growth starts to take place, we believe that the prices should actually stabilize from the middle of the year. And this is so important because it's so difficult to plan, especially when you're transporting uh, uh, COVID-related items, whether it's medical items, PPEs, or even vaccines for that matter. Our customers usually prefer a price stability. And this is something that we've actually had to uh, be able to do for them uh, because when they actually ask us for a rate uh, to transport vaccines, it's not for one flight, it's for a period of six months to a year. And uh, they really do not like uh, volatility because their budgets are actually based on a certain level of uh, stable pricing. So what we really do is we take care of any uh, fluctuation. It's, it's a part of our business. And we actually make sure that we have a very stable pricing because we just do not believe in changing the pricing every month uh, unless it's really uh, uh, you know, a situation where the volatility is out of control. But we really believe that uh, we will be maintaining our pricing for a greater part of 2021. Sanjeev, my last question is, uh, what are the key markets that you are looking into uh, 
into that have the potential uh, to give you good business volume you did mention in the conversation uh, the names that came up is china and india and india uh, both in terms of uh, inbound and outbound cargo uh, are there any specific markets that you will really pursue and uh, open your networks open your hubs and in in the year 2021 yes in the case of the boeing 747 we still see no change in our present operations from uh, africa to europe and vice versa but with the start of the boeing 767 uh, we've actually got a, a, a very big plan of uh, flying our cadian flowers and vegetable exports to the uae and what we have done is we've actually chosen sharjah as our hub and and uh, we are starting flights from nairobi to sharjah as i explained earlier but the other market which is very really important for us is the market of saudi arabia and i'm very happy to inform you reji that we are starting uh, we are, we are with our new 767 we are also doing uh, a, a number of flights into riyadh and jeddah and this is very exciting because this is uh, for the valentine's period and uh, if you look at the market uh, in saudi arabia it's uh, it's a market with a huge potential our kenyan flowers uh, I've never been able to find direct access into the Saudi market. It's always been uh, via the hubs of Dubai or, or now you know, Doha. So what we really believe is by offering a direct connectivity for our Canadian flowers into Saudi Arabia, it will open up a new range of opportunities. Likewise, what we are also looking at is the uh, market uh, of intra-Africa, where we believe there's a lot of growth. Uh, we there's a lot of volumes of traffic which moves within africa and with the expansion of the african free trade area we believe that we will be able to transport more cargo within the boundaries of africa compared to before but one of the markets which also has a lot of potential is the china india africa market which is something which is totally underserved and we really believe that uh, there is potential for growth uh, as we expand our fleet of aircrafts what we will be doing is we will also be looking at uh, points in china and india to connect it to africa because china and india are the biggest trading partners for africa but yet uh, when it comes to freighter capacity it's it's perhaps one one of the lowest uh, so this is where we believe that we will uh, be very keen to bridge the gap and to actually provide a new source of uh, cargo volumes uh, from china and india into africa and also uh, to take Kenyan uh, uh, perishable exports uh, also into China and also into India. So there's a lot of uh, work ahead of us, and we're really excited to be a part of the journey. Thanks, uh, Sanjeev, for being part of this show, and really appreciate your thoughts. Thank you, Reggie, and I wish you the very best in 2021, and I really wish you every success in the Mastermind series. Thank you so much again. So that was uh, Sanjeev Gaudia, founder and CEO of Astral Aviation. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.